and we are back. Welcome to the latest Mike Sermich podcast. Today we're going to talk about focus. We're going to talk about attention, and we're going to talk about this ADHD stuff that people have. And I'm not here to talk about ADHD and whether it's a medical condition, can it be cured, is that due to poor executory function in the brain? That's not what we're getting at, getting at here. We're talking about this modern ADHD stuff, the the fact that you can't talk to people anymore and, and have a normal conversation with them, the fact that people are losing their, their damned minds about the most trivial, stupidest shit, the fact that people are forgetting about things, they're just not getting things done, and, and what is going on, right? What is going on? Well, the, the issue is as men become more feminized, men are less able to focus. Focus is very much a predatory feature. It's a feature of hunters. It's a feature of hawks. It's a feature of lions. There's even a saying in one of the samurai books, I believe it's a Haga Curry, which is that when a hawk sees a rabbit in the field, there's even though there's a thousand rabbits in the field, he only goes after the one rabbit. He only sees the one rabbit. It's the only rabbit that exists. But we don't really focus on the one rabbit. We focus on a thousand things, and we don't focus on things that matter. A great example is with my book stuff. So my girl is helping me do a lot of the back end stuff with the book that I don't like to deal with. And today, you know, she wakes up and she's stressed out, right? And I said, what's, what, what's, what's going on, babe? Michael, there's so much to do with the book. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. I know there's a lot to do with the book. But what's going on? She goes, well, you know, I'm reading the Zaranet sites, and you know, if you do a print version of the book, there's got to be the drop drop shadows or drop caps. I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? Well, you know, drop caps are when you read a print copy of the book. The first letter of the first paragraph of the first chapter is in like a really big capital letter, right? So when you do that, that creates all kinds of challenges for a printer, and it's a big hassle and everything else. And I said, well, yeah, I mean, that's nice, but where did you get this from, right? But there's all these websites, I'll tell you. You have to have a drop cap. I said, well, how many people are selling books? And how many book sales will that impact? And she goes, what do you mean? But they're experts. They're not. They're, they're, they're frauds, right? And here's what I mean. They might not be deliberately trying to steal from people, but they don't know what they're talking about. What is going to happen, right? That's what you want to ask yourself. To develop focus, what outcome do you want, and will your actions lead to a direct and measurable increase in the outcome? And then, if you want to get really intense, what action is going to lead to the greatest direct and measurable increase in your outcome? Example: the book is done. That's what matters the most. Other stuff is nice. Things are nice. If you have a book, you have everything to sell. And then you say, "Well, you know what? What outcome do you want? Well, I want to sell a lot of books." Right, I want to sell as many books as I possibly can while remaining consistent to my values. Right, So for example, I could write a book on why men are terrible and how I used to be this misogynist on the internet. And then after I was publicly humiliated, I learned that men are evil. I could probably – you know, I could write a book like that and probably sell a lot. So the outcome is I have to sell a lot of books while remaining consistent with my core values and while being loyal that people have been loyal to me, i.e. those of you who listen to the podcast. So I'm not going to sell you out. I'm not going to sell myself out. But I still want to sell as many books as possible. I want to sell a lot of books. So then everything comes into that framework. 
is doing X going to lead to more books being sold? Or when you read the book, will you not buy it again because, well, this is so bad, you know, I can't believe Mike blew it, blew it here, right? No, drop caps have nothing to do with that. All these little things that people fret about have nothing to do with it. it it's not going to sell more books and it isn't going to have a delirious effect on book sales in the future. So it doesn't matter. Is it nice to have? Sure. Every you know, there's a lot of things that are nice to have, but that's where people lose their minds, and that's why people don't get bigger things done. For example, going back to what outcome do I want? I want to you know sell a lot of books. Well, doing an audio book matters way more than any other trivial detail for the book, right? Because if I don't have an audio book, I don't have a different type of book to sell, which a lot of people like. A lot of people would rather have an audio book. A lot of people want both. So. What matters? And the same is true of your life. I wrote about this actually in Guerrilla Mindset, which is some friends of mine were going to take this trip to Croatia. They hadn't traveled in a while. They had it all planned out. And I hadn't seen them in a while. I was hanging out by poolside at um, XS or one of those clubs in Vegas. And I said, hey, Tony was the guy's name. I said, hey, Tony, man, you, like, you got to tell me about Croatia. You guys were going to do a month there. Like, How amazing was that? What were the girls like? What was the food like? said, yeah, well, uh, the day before the flight, I checked, um, and my passport was expired. It's like, oh, my God, your passport was expired. What in the world, right? Well, how did he forget to renew his passport? It's simple. When you're planning a trip, what are you thinking about? Do I need a visa? What am I going to do here? How am I going to get work out? Who's going to feed my cat? Who's going to water my plants? Who's going to do this? Think about 100 things. But does any of that matter? Well, yeah, I mean, it matters. In a way, everything matters, right? Because if you, if you think like a professional, you have to think, well, everything matters. But when you're focusing, you have to focus on what matters the most. What is actually going to move the needle? What is actually going to impact what you're doing? Well, if you don't have your passport, you can't go. So before you even think about anything else, before you say, well, everything matters, get your, get your fucking passport renewed. Check it out, right? But it's very easy to forget because that's this ADHD society we live in. Everybody, well, every, what about this? What about that? What about that? And you can feel the pressures with people, people asking you questions all the time, a thousand questions about dumb shit that doesn't even matter because email makes it so easy for people to reach out to you. So I'll get email and I'm just, I don't answer them anymore. Any email that I think is stupid, I just, you know, I don't answer because it's just a distraction. Like, what does this have to do with anything? You know, what does this matter? It just doesn't matter. It's dumb. It's a stupid, stupid thing. But that's the problem with people is they ask all these dumb questions because they don't have any focus in their lives and, and they just haven't sat and said, okay, what really matters? Well, if you're going to take a trip, you need your passport and you need your wallet. So what do I do before I take every trip? I do a lot of traveling. I put my – first of all, I check my passport. My passport is valid for another five years, but you always check the date. Why not? Maybe you read it wrong the first time. Before any trip, I lay out the pair of pants I'm going to wear. I put both my wallet, my passport, my cell phone in the pants pockets so it can't be forgotten because that's all that matters. Let's say, I don't know, I'm going – I haven't been on a tri trip recently. Well, yeah, I've been traveling all the time when I'm talking about. Anyway, let's say I'm, say I'm going somewhere, right? I'm going to go to uh, Paris July 11th. Before that trip, 
you know, you book the tickets. There's a hundred things to worry about, right? What hotel are you going to stay at? How are you going to take the train? You know, am I going to do a meetup? You know, London's to a two-hour train. There's all these things to think about, right? But if all that happens the day I leave for the airport to Paris, if I forget my luggage, if my luggage is stolen, if I forget to pack the soap I like or the electric razor that I use or clean socks, it doesn't matter because I, all, I have what I need. What really matters? What do you really need? What do you have to have for the mission to be accomplished and for you to reach your goals? Well, you know, I need my wallet. <laughs> you know, I need my cell phone. And then my passport. Now, if I lose my cell phone, yeah, not a big deal. But, you know, the wallet, passport, cell phone, that's pretty much it, right? Everything else is just a detail. Now, of course, you know, I, in my carry-on, I have my laptop and camera and microphone for the podcast. I have other stuff. But the idea is, what do you have to have or you can't do it? I mean, how many times have you guys gone out with girls? And I know there are girls listening. How many times have you been out with the girls and maybe it applies to you? Somebody can't get in. But she forgot her purse, or she forgot her uh, ID. I bet you she didn't forget her lipstick, did she? Well, she's worried about 10 other things. I get like a lipstick, do I look high? What do my shoes look like? Are my toes cute in the shoes? Does this match? It's okay, but if you don't have your ID, you're not getting to the fucking club, right? Uh, you, there's no lipstick to freshen up on your face if you don't have your ID. So just whatever you're going to do, put your ID somewhere that you can't forget it, Right. That's what you have to do. That's what I mean by focus. None of this other stuff matters. And then, of course, you get into the argument, well, don't sweat the small stuff. When do you do sweat the small stuff? The answer is yes, everything matters. But not everything matters that much. The things that matter the most and the things you need to focus on the most are what are going to bring you closer to the outcome. And even better is what is going to lead to a direct and measurable outcome. That's why I love this web shit. The web shit, the internet is like Wall Street. Separates the bullshitters from the go-getters real quick. Everybody, you know, oh, I know how to trade stock. I, you know, I got this stock tip. Great, let's see your returns for the past 10 years, and we'll compare them to the overall market. Oh, well, right? Everything's measured. If you say you're a market genius, an investing genius, great. There's a metric. That's direct and measurable. We don't have to guess. And it's the same way. If you think you're the most amazing person in the world, well, this is a big internet. It's a big world. If you don't have the audience to show for it, well, you know, maybe you're not. Or maybe you are, but you don't know how to reach that audience. But there's something going on. You know, for example, I get pitched by internet marketing people all the time. And I'm like, well, where's your audience? What have you built? What do you have? Why do you know so much about marketing? Why do you know so much? Why do I have... A bigger, you know, audience than you have. If you're this guru marketer, if you know so much, well, the answer is they don't know. And it's easy to see if they know. How big is your email list? How many people open your emails? What's your click rate? How many pe people read your site? Yada yada yada. Right? There's all there's it's, everything's direct and measurable. There's no way to like there's no way to bullshit. It's the internet. The data's there. You got it or you don't. If you tell me you're an SEO guru and you you know everything about the search engine optimization. Great. Tell me some search terms that I can enter into Google, and I'm going to find your site. Oh, well, uh, you know. No, you're nothing. You're just, you're just not. And that's the great thing about the internet. Everything is direct and measurable. Now, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a great example. The podcast. People complain about the podcast. Audio quality, right? So I, I improved the audio quality. Um, I learned how to use a mic 
And then that was big. And then after that, I learned how to edit in Audacity and how to get fancy and everything else, and I increased the acoustics. Well, did doing, and I still edit the, I still edit the podcast on Audacity, and I still get better on them. But did that have any effect on listenership? Absolutely not. Absolutely did not. All the editing hours on editing podcasts does not do anything to the number of views or the number of listens that I get. People don't say. Now, the first couple of podcasts, the audio was pretty low because I wasn't holding the mic close enough to my mouth. So then I figured out, okay, I got to hold it closer. Now I, now I run the podcast through Audacity, and, I, and I'll link to what I do. There's a YouTube video where the guy explains it. So, I, you know, use amplification and noise removal and all stuff, and it makes it sound very clear, very pro, much better. But it doesn't – I don't get more listens. The podcast hasn't gotten more listens because of that. So then you say, well – should I do it or don't do it? Now, here's why I personally do it. But there's a lesson here. If you're not going to do a podcast because you know how to edit a podcast in Audacity and you can't get it to sound acoustic quality, you're making a big mistake because that isn't what's going to do it. People want to hear your message. Your content is what matters most. Now, why I do take that extra time to edit the podcast, but I don't spend 10 hours. I don't go through and splice every little silent part together and I definitely don't I spend about half an hour editing them because 10 hours is going to lead to nothing it's not going to lead to any, any improved outcome based on the metrics it just it just doesn't and end of the story right a lot of things are like that you know I read um I can't remember but it's a smaller blog and the guy said he spent 16 hours on the post and four hours on his headlines for his post but not that many people read his site and I'm thinking well, why don't you spend four hours on your post? And, I, and his posts are good, don't get me wrong, but he does one once a month because how the how the, can you do a post that consistently if you're spending 16 hours, four hours in a headline? Why? That 100 people read? You know, that's when people, they, they get this stuff a little crazy, right? You need to be producing content. You need to be writing. You need to be writing every day. That doesn't mean publish every day. But my God, spending, you know, 20 hours on a fucking post? Yeah, I don't know if I've ever spent 20 hours on a post and blog traffic is great and it goes up all the time because those tiny little things, that, that it isn't going to translate. It just doesn't. So this guy, he has a good, good site, but if you find a site, you're like, whoa, real good, real good post, you know, really liked it. Well, maybe you get another one in a month because he's going to spend 20 hours on it when he could probably write the same post in four hours, do one a week. And then you're going in and checking in, right? But that's where this focus comes in. People get, everything matters. Yes, everything matters, but some things matter than the others, and you need to find out what matters the most. For me, doing a podcast, if all I did was recorded it and I didn't edit it in Audacity, I would get the same listens that I get after editing in Audacity. But here's why I continue to edit in Audacity. You know I'm in the customer service business, right? You might not think of it that way, but I am in the customer service business. I could never get another reader, podcast listener to Danger and Play ever again, and I would always be able to make my living off my writing, which is pretty cool. Now, yeah, some people are going to fall off. People stop reading. You know, things happen, yada, yada. So that isn't completely true, but the point is, like, I'm set. So who who matters most? You do, right? You do. So – 
when you hear a podcast and you hear, you know, his podcast, they sound a little bit better than the last ones. You know, this podcast has come away a long way in a year and a half. You're a couple things to thinking. One is you're thinking about yourself. Well, yeah, I remember Mike's podcast didn't sound that good. Now they sound great. Well, I need to get started on my own shit. So in a way, it's like what I you know, call meta motivation. A lot of what I do is like meta motivational, meta inspirational. I don't like to give those motivational high school pep talks. Come on, guys. You can do it. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of money in that. There's a lot of tension in that, but that isn't really what I'm into doing. I'm into meta motivational. I'm into like, look, guys, go listen to the first podcast, listen to the 10th one, listen to the 100th one, listen to the 50th one, compare them. Well, I live what I teach, right? You just got to go get started. Your first one compared to your most recent one isn't going to be very good. And what you're doing is when you're improving is I'm proving to you that I value you and that I value your experience and that I value and want to keep you around. So there's a lot of benefits to that. One is when you provide good customer service, you don't lose your customers. You don't ever want to lose a customer. And little things can sometimes add up to a big problems. Here's an example is a total, what you call a white wine, a first world problem. But it was a problem to me and I'm the customer, so it mattered. Now, I needed an ATM card from my um, wealth management, my wealth manager. So my wealth manager switched firms. So I, I needed to get a new ATM card from the place. But I had a couple ATM cards. So he said, well, you know, can I mail the ATM card to Sean? She's in California. Because my girl, Shauna, that's my girl. She was going to be in California for a couple weeks. So I said, yeah, no problem. You know, but I'm going to be traveling. So get the, the ATM card to Shauna. Well, she didn't get it, right? She's only going to be in America for a couple more days. She didn't get it. Well, what happened is I then I went to Thailand. I had three different ATM cards. And I can't get money. None of the three work. And I don't have one for my current guy, my financial guy, where I could just send him an email and say, hey, you know, unfreeze it, figure this shit out, right? So I'm in Thailand. I can't get cash. I'm running a motorcycle, and I borrow the equivalent of $300 from the clerk, the guy working the front desk. Nice kid, right? Great customer service. So I emailed my guy, and I said, well, I'm fucking done with your firm. Give me my money. I'll manage it myself. I don't really need wealth management. I primarily use you guys for the private banking aspect. I'm in a fucking room, and I can't get money, and I have money. And I'm borrowing money from a fucking hotel desk clerk. Something broke down here. Well, what broke down was he told, or he claims, he told uh, his assistant, well, overnight the ATM card to Mike's girl while she's in California. Well, he sent it by regular mail, and it either got lost or it didn't arrive or something happened, right? So I'm that's bad customer service. I'm like, well, I'm fucking done with you guys. You know, you should have overnighted it to me when I was in Vietnam. You should, that's customer service, right? Just give me my fucking ATM card. I need my money. You know I need access to my money. No. Okay, well, if you're not going to send it to Vietnam, and in fairness, I didn't ask, but this should have been offered, well, then fucking overnight it to California. Don't send it regular mail, but some probably some flunky. There's probably some procedure where if you overnight something, you have to prove it's worthy within the bank. There's some bureaucracy. That's why I didn't blame. I was. I told my guy, and I said, I'm not mad at you. It's just you obviously work for a Bush League bank, even though it's a huge, you know, big mega Wall Street bank. I said, obviously, you know, somebody had to check some form to, to overnight things. So they didn't want to, so I didn't get it. Right. So that's customer service. I'm pissed. 
And that, that you know, I'm not their biggest account, but I'm enough that you could FedEx me something to Vietnam and they'll make that money back very, very quickly. And that's customer service. So how does that relate back to this whole user experience? Well, let's say something goes wrong. Something always goes wrong. Well, you guys know that it'll get better because you know that I'm consistently improving the quality of what I do. Gorilla Mindset, I think, is a fucking phenomenal book. Let's say for whatever reason, and you can't tell how things, you can't tell when something will land. I'm pretty good at it. I'm right nine out of ten times, and I think the book is going to land, and I think it's going to land big. But let's say somebody just say, ah, you know, it was a little, you know, it was a little off, whatever. But you'll still want the next book because you know that I'll make the next book better because I'm consistently right, always raising my standards and always improving and always trying to make things better. So that's where the customer service aspect comes in. And a lot of people, they don't have, they don't have good customer service. So that's, that's why you want to think. But the flip side to that is customer service only applies, you know, when you, when you have customers. If you're starting off, you need to get customers and, and your game is different. Your game is... You know, I'll edit a podcast for 20 hours. You need to just get podcasts out there and get people listening. You know, spend 20 hours writing a 1,000 or 2,000 word article for your site. You're not going to get – you're not going to grow an audience. You're just, you're just not going to. Even um, go look at my earlier articles. They were much shorter. They were much less polished and much less put together, but they had a good message, and that's how I built it. And then as you do it, yeah, then you spend a little bit more time. You're a little bit more careful. But if you're new to this, you just need to have a message, and you need to just get it out. And, and you know, it's the same way. And, again, you need to focus on what matters. You know, back to Gorilla Mindset. Having a book, you got to have a book, right? Audio book, audio book would be nice. I got to find a recording studio. So if I'm thinking in terms of, okay, why don't I put my time on, this or that, well, recording studio, right? That's how you prioritize things. Instead of worrying about drop caps or whatever, you know, should you double space in between paragraphs or between you bold and the head, you know, I, I, for example, I think you should double space between a paragraph when the first sentence and the next paragraph is emboldened. I've read research on this and everything, but whether you do that or not is trivial compared to the bigger picture, right? That's where people lose sight. Book cover, book cover matters. Book cover matters big time. Why? Because Gorilla Mindset is being sold to two people. All of you know that I do great work. You know it's going to be a great book. End of story. Well, the book cover, though, is for people who have never heard of me. How do you track them? But how do you repel the wrong kind of people, right? Because those of you who know me know that this isn't going to be like a feel good self-help book. You know, it's going to be just like everything else I do. Here's some stuff that you do and apply to your life. It'll work. There's no feel good shit to it. But if you sell a self-help book and then people find it, then they get mad. You know, he had flowers on the book, but I don't, I don't really think he cares about flowers that much. They get mad. They want their money back. They give you a bad review. It's just a bad experience. So you want the cover to be good enough to look professional and clean, but you also want to get rid of, and repel and reject the kind of people who will be offended by a book cover. So if somebody wouldn't buy a book because it has a gorilla on the cover, well, good. I don't I don't want the book sell either, right? Having an editor and a proofreader matters big time. Every book I've ever read has had a few typos in it. There's going to be typos in any book no matter who publishes it. But a lot of people who self-publish, an excusable amount of typos. When people pay for a book, they want a professional product. 
typos disrupt the flow of reading, and they paid for it. So you have an editor. The rest, yeah, you know, good to have. Nice to do. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be? A lot of things would be nice in life. You know, you can apply these same principles again to travel. You can apply them to your kids. I mean, think about it. You know, think about kids. Pe- people say, every dad says, I want to be a great father. Okay, but then if you look at how they live, they don't spend any time with their kids. And they rationalize in all kinds of ways, like got to make money to provide or whatever, but they waste a lot of time. I mean, it's, it, come on. What do kids want? Kids, they don't want to be poor, and they want your time and attention. A child does not have an identity. A child does not have a sense of self. Until the child gets older, when they, when, you know, when they hate you because it starts to develop an identity, but a child sees you as the most amazing person in the world. And you're on your smartphones all day, or you're not paying attention, or you're stressed out at work because you think you have to get rich for them, for your kids, when... In fact, you don't have to, so now you're yelling at your kids because you're stressed out, because you're trying to make money, because i got to be a good father. See, that's how that – that's why this anxiety comes in, right? That's how people lose focus on what matters. So there's people, you know, I want to be a great father. I want to be a great mother. They don't spend any time with their kids. Just unadulterated phone off just with your kid every day, half an hour, an hour. How many, how many people spend an hour a day with their kids when they're not cruising the interweb? And looking at shit on their phone and college sports and God knows God knows whatever men do. Well, not very many. So the question would be, are you losing focus then? Are you really focusing on what doesn't matter? Are you thinking I gotta be rich? Well, do you wanna be rich because you think you gotta provide it for a kid? Or is that because you wanna be rich for your own status? Because I'll tell you, I mean, I you know, I know a lot of rich kids. I know. I mean, I know a lot of people, right? I've talked to a lot of kids. I talked to a lot of people. I listen to adults talk about whatever problems they have. Very rarely is being rich or not rich what a kid thinks about their father. They, as long as they're not dead broke, it's primarily was the parent around. Was the parent there for me when I needed the parent? That's what matters most, but people lose track of that. And of course, because people on their fucking their iPhones and their other smart devices, I feel ho- horrible for kids when I see them out. I'm like, man, that kid just doesn't, you know, you'll go to these parks or whatever. You know, when I take my dog out, I'd be at parks and they're just, I, I give my dog more attention than an, an undivided attention in terms of training my dog than parents are giving their children because parents are like, well, I'm there. I'm there. No, you're not there. You're not checked into the present moment. You're on your phone. None of that shit matters. None of that dumb shit on your phone and your what the news is saying or who, who what college team is winning or what NFL team is winning or baseball or golf. None of that matters more than your kid. Your kid is what matters most. So if you want to be a good parent, again, it's all about focus. Now, it's harder to have a direct and measurable you – know, how do you measure how much your child loves you, you know – that's a little harder to be direct and measurable, but I bet if you quit watching TV and you spent an hour a day with your kid, you would be able to find a way to measure it. You would see affection from your child. You would see the child will look at you differently. Your child will probably be less stressed out. So figure out what matters. Look for things that are direct and measurable and look at things that have, as people like to say, the most bang for the buck. What can you do? that really is going to move the needle in the most efficient way, and then do that. The rest, yeah, it matters. Everything matters. 
we you know we know the deal if you're a professional you have to take things to a higher level you have to raise your standards you have to hit it harder we all know this already i don't need to tell anybody this but what you do need to think about too is are you so focused on things that don't matter that you're actually not getting done what does matter that's what i want you to take away from this are you focusing on what really matters and are you focusing on it in a way that impacts it, that really moves the dial, that raises the needle. So whatever that is, if you want better relationships, are you focusing on doing the things that make your relationships better? If you want a better business, are you doing things in your business that are most efficient, most effective for your business? Are you taking care of your customers? Are you making sure your customers know you care about them and that you don't just think, how can I squeeze more money out of this person? I, I'll never read another Dan Kennedy book, for example. I read one of his books which I thought was good, and I would still recommend it, his direct marketing book. But he plugs his mastermind groups and his other stuff and his other clients so much that I was just a little burned out. I said, well, I'll read one more book, the Dan Kennedy, it was like management book, and it just wasn't very good, and he just plugged his stuff nonstop. So the book wasn't that good, and all I just said, this guy's just trying to reach into my pocket as deep as he can, but I just bought your book. I just bought something from you, you know? It's like, it's leave me alone. It's so common on the internet, right? It's like, I bought from you, and I know the best source of future business is your current business, which is, you know, take care of your customers, but taking care of your customers means taking care of them. Don't always try to reach into their pockets. Taking care of your customers means if they buy your book, Deliver on the book. The last chapter, if you want to plug your other stuff, plug it. But don't just use these people, right? Actually deliver value to them. Actually give them what they paid for. Make sure their needs are being met. And then you can talk about their future needs because that's the great thing. Gorilla Mindset is a book that will stand on itself. But you know what's going to happen? I'm going to get a 1,000 emails from people who said, you know what, Mike? As good as Gorilla Mindset was, I really think you need to talk more about X. Or you really really need to do more about this, right? Which is fantastic because that's just me saying, okay, that that's what I'll do next, right? So yes, your your current customers are your best source of information, but they're going to come to you. You make them feel valued, make them feel special, make people in your life feel valued. Quit looking at how much you can squeeze out of transaction because what's going to happen is you're losing track of what's important. You're losing track of the relationship. So find your focus. Find what matters and hit that hard. Yes, worry about the little stuff, but not until you have the big stuff figured out. Thanks. Until next time, this is Mike Cernovich from the Mike Cernovich Podcast.